great to, to be here. Um, we're moving uh, forward, I guess, and in, 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 in getting things closer, closer to normal. We're getting more active, and again, just uh, seeing you all in here is fabulous. Uh, we've been, um, it's been, a, it's been a, a tough year. It has been a tough year. We have, uh, this time last year, we were doing our first uh, actually drive-in service. Um, I had to take my aunt to the hospital the, the night before, and she was just when I look back over this year and look at uh, the things we've overcome, but we've also suffered uh, some losses as well. And uh, some of those losses we may consider, you know, we have given up some of our freedom, some of the things that we used to do and take for granted. Now, as we look back, we need to appreciate every moment. Every moment of getting to do this, every moment of getting to spend time with our families. Um, again, through it all, I know the Lord has been in control. And I know that His Word has been um, delivered, but um, we've had to do it in a little bit different fashion and sometimes a little bit uncomfortable. But I appreciate you all being supportive and, and, and being ready to serve no matter what. Um, and this morning I'm going to talk about what it means to be free. What it means to be free. I'm actually going to start by reading the scripture and then uh, tell you a little story, then I'll get into the heart of the message. I'm going to read from John chapter 8, verses 31 to 36. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free you will be free indeed. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, Lord. Thank you for making us, um, thank you for making us free, Lord. Thank you for making us and creating us who you intend us to be, Lord. I just pray that, uh, that your words flow through me this morning, Lord. And everyone here and everyone listening online gets the message that you intend for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Freedom. Wow. What does it mean to be set free? And what is freedom? You see, the dictionary will tell you that freedom is the state of being imprisoned or enslaved. How many of us are truly free today? We live in the United States of America. Aren't we all free? In our Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson writes, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they're endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And of course, as Thomas Jefferson was pinning those words, slavery was legal in the United States. We know that slavery didn't end until the 13th Amendment was ratified December the 6th, 
1865. But since December the 6th, 1865, we live in a country that no longer allows slavery. If that's true, why am I talking about slavery today? Well, I'm telling you, I'm talking about spiritual slavery. I'm talking about how we're bound up by ourselves. We're bound up by sin. Again, this freedom I want to talk about is spiritual, spiritual freedom. Often we're bound up by sin and we don't even know it. We're bound up, we're letting sin control us, and we don't even know it. I'm going to do a little illustration. Uh, I used to tie myself completely up, but I'm afraid of falling. Uh, for some reason. And I don't need to do that again. So, Imagine being bound. Imagine being bound, but still going through your daily activities. You're limited, but you still have things to do, so you still do them. Now, you can't reach out, you can't do what you, the way you want to do things because you're limited, because you're tied up. But you'll get by because these things, we'll learn to adapt and we will learn to work around our limitations. So I'll make this work in my life. Because I may really like the thing that has me bound up. I may not even notice I've been doing it so long that I am bound up. But I'm here to tell you this morning that if sin has you bound up, the only way to get rid of it is to lay it at the altar. And leave it there and walk towards Christ. As I go through this message this morning, that's the illustration I want you to have. And I want you to think about things that may have you bound up. Again, not physically, not a rope, but I'm talking about the spiritual things that's not allowing you to be who God has created you to be. You see, we're so wrapped up in sin and used to the effects of sin, it's hard to even recognize we're tied up. We're spiritually bound. Spiritually limited, but we think we're okay. We're literally limited because we're bound by the sin that we allow to remain in our lives. You see, we can't achieve the things that God called us to do because we're unwilling to fully submit to God. So what do we need to do to be free from those things that are binding us. To be free from our limitations, what do we need to do? You see, I think this is the condition that Jesus is talking about in the Scripture when he's talking to some of his followers. You see, he thought they were talking about physical bondage. When in reality, he was talking about this spiritual bondage. He called them disciples. And we talked last week about what it means to be a disciple, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But again, we can be followers of Jesus and still be bound by sin. 
Let me say that again. We can be followers of Jesus and still not be fully committed to Him and be doing the work that He wants us to do. So first we need to decide, hey, I want to be free from this bondage. And then we need to know where this bondage comes from. Verses 31 and 32, Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in Him, If you, come in my, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth will set you free. What is truth? What is truth? In John 14, 6, Jesus clearly tells us who the truth is. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The truth is Jesus Christ. And the truth will set us free. The only way to be truly free from the bondage that we live in is to put our faith fully in Jesus Christ. You see, the truth is found in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And he clearly tells us that the only way to the Father is through him. And you may be thinking, hey, I accepted Christ years ago as my personal Savior. He died for my sins. I've been set free. And it's true, you have. You have. And I say praise the Lord for you making that decision. That decision is the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. It has eternal effects. But we can be saved and still be enslaved. We can, be sla- we can be saved and still be enslaved. We can be saved and still not be fully committed. We can be saved and still be tied up in our sins. And this is what I mean by that statement. We are literally limited because we're bound by the sin that, allows, that we allow to remain in our lives. We can't achieve the things that we are called to achieve because we're unwilling to get rid of that stuff. In our personal life, there's some sin that creeps in that's easy for us to get rid of. But there's some sin we try to justify, we try to explain, we try to justify it to ourselves because we don't really and truly want to give it up. Those are the sins that's got us bound. It's those sins we're not willing to get up, give up. You see, when we accept Christ's grace, we are saved. We are saved. He has secured our salvation. But we still need to repent. We need, still need to re- lay that sin down ask for forgiveness and walk back towards Christ and try to do what He's called us to do. You see, there's some sin that's harder for us to give up. And I want to ask a rhetorical question. Please don't answer this out loud. Just think to yourself, what's your favorite sin? We all have them. The one thing that you know is wrong, but you're just not willing to give up. Or maybe you've told yourself so long that it's okay You truly believe it. What is that one thing that's really keeping you bound up? Keeping you from becoming who it is? It could be a grudge. It could be hatred. It could be envy. It could be greed. It could be lust. It could be not telling the truth. I have no idea what it is for you. It could be unforgiveness. There's so many things that we're not willing to let go of that keep us bound up. Sometimes forgiveness is a tough thing. And sometimes we don't think we can forgive unless somebody apologizes. If you're bound up by unforgiveness right now, 
It's a not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. And sometimes we confuse forgiveness with reconciliation. Sometimes we have to forgive when someone's not remorseful. We have to let it go ourselves. We can't expect them to do what's right. We have to do what we're called to do. We can't let whatever offense has been done against us eat us alive. Because it will. Trust me, I know. Unforgiveness, hatred, a grudge can eat you alive. It does nothing to the person that you have the grudge against, the person you're not willing to forgive. It really does nothing to them, but it's tearing you apart. It's got you bound up that you can't do what and be what God wants you to be. You can't do the work He's called you to do because you want to untie yourself from that sin. You won't drop it at the altar because you like it too much. You see, we've got to give it to Jesus. That's what he died for. We've got to give it to Jesus. We've got to ask him for forgiveness. We've got to walk away from the sin and walk right towards Christ. Whatever sin that may be, that's what we have to do to be free. To be truly free, that's what we have to do. And again, how do we do it? We repent. And when we repent, we lay our sin down. We ask the Lord for forgiveness and we walk towards him. And when I say walk towards him, that means walk towards him in our spiritual life. Walk towards him to become more like him. Look at the characteristics of Christ and have those characteristics in your own life. That's what it means to walk towards him. You see, this is so important. I'm going to repeat it again. We've got to lay that sin down. And whatever it is that has you bound, we've got to give to Jesus, we've got to ask him for forgiveness, and we've got to turn and walk towards him. If we keep looking back at that sin, it's going to tie us up again. We've got to walk towards him. We've got to lay it down and walk towards him. So what do we do next? We're human beings. We're going to have shortcomings. We've got to do this every day. Every day of our lives, we've got to be repentant people. If we're going to become more like Christ, we've got to lay our sins down every day and walk towards him. Lay it down. If you truly want to be set free, let it go. Say, Lord, please forgive me. I want to be more like you. I want people to be able to see Christ in my life. I'm bound up. Let me tell you, he will take it away from you. He will let you lay it down. He will walk towards you. And there's no greater peace in the world than a repentant heart. Again, if we allow that sin to, to remain, if we allow that sin to remain, and, and, and it will eat us. Again, I use uh, unforgiveness, but it could be anything. It could be anything. Some of the sins are easy to get rid of. And sometimes we look at people, and some people's sin is more noticeable than our sin. And we look at those people where their sin is really noticeable, it's visible, we think less of them. We do, don't we? Our sin is just as great as theirs. We think they're bound, but we're really the ones bound. Some sin, people don't notice. We notice it ourselves. We know it's there. But we keep living and keep hiding it. And we think we're okay. But we're not. We're bound. Some sin, it hurts to get rid of. Um, I wish I had another illustration. I didn't bring one, but 
If you, if, you, if you can imagine a glass of water, if you can imagine a glass of water, imagine three glasses of water. One of them's got pure water in it. One of them's got salt water. And one of them, I'm going to put some big things that you can see floating on top. Okay, you got one pure water, one water that's uh, contaminated with salt, and one that's contaminated with some big chunks of anything. We notice the big chunks, don't we? And it's easy to get rid of those. It's easy to get rid of those. But the one that has the salt in it, that salt dissolves. People can't see it. We think we're hiding it. Those are the sins that are eating at us. And those are the sins that it hurts to get rid of. Because we become so used to them having us bound, so used to having them tied up. Yeah, and you can purify water, but it, you can't really just pick the salt out of it. But you can make salt water pure again. It's got to be distilled. It's got to be boiled. It's not a lot of fun. Sometimes that's what we need. We need to really recognize that sin that nobody else sees that's eating our hearts needs to come out. And the only way to do it is to lay it at the altar. Ask for forgiveness and walk towards Christ. And this morning, everybody that's listening, everybody that's here, everybody that's listening online, is in one of two categories. Either you've accepted Christ as your Savior. You've received His salvation by what He did for us. Or you haven't. There's really not an in-between. And if you haven't received His grace, I'd love for you to make that decision today because you will never regret it. Or if you've been saved by His grace and you've got that sin in your life that you're just really struggling to get rid of, I pray that you lay it down today. You'll be able to see a difference in your life. Again, you may not even be able to be you, you may not even notice that you're bound right now, but when you lay it down, you'll know that you're free. You see, because of what Jesus has done for us, we have a place in his household forever. He wants us to be free. Lay it at the altar. Lay it at the altar, because when we do, praise the Lord, we will be free indeed. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, first of all, thank you for your salvation. Lord, thank you for taking our sins to the cross. Lord, you suffered. You suffered for us. You're perfect. We're not. But you're willing to make that sacrifice for us. Lord, thank you for the salvation that you offer through placing our faith in you. Lord, as we walk as Christians and we try to become closer to you, Lord, I just pray that you help us to lay that sin down, Lord. 
We know that you can untie us. We know that you can set us free, Lord. I just pray that we do that. And Lord, when we repent, I thank you so much for your forgiveness. We don't deserve it. But you forgive us because of who you are. Lord, just help us put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.